professional wrestling is Vince's life. This man has done this his whole entire life. And look what he's created, you know, during his entire wrestling career. So how, go, how are you going to take him away from his life? One on one. Mac Davis and WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long back with more one-on-one. Hey, Teddy. Hey, what's going on, Mac? And uh, let me give a shout out to everybody. Hope everybody had a merry, merry Christmas. Hope they, you know, enjoyed the holidays. And I hope you didn't eat too much. If you did eat a whole <laughs> lot, then you make you need to make a New Year's resolution to get in the gym and keep get that weight off and keep it off. Well, now, you know, that, that may be me, Teddy. I feel like you're preaching at uh, me, so... Well, then if it's you, then you definitely need to go. You know better. I know better. You know, I've just been lazy lately. And I, I told you that the other day. I was getting really lazy. And it's just well, sitting around here over the, you know, doing nothing. No, you during can't the holiday. do that. You no, can't no. do that. So how, what did you do for Christmas, Teddy? I just stayed around the house. The weather's been so, you know, cold and frigid yeah. here till I, I was going to get out and go uh, check my wife, see my wife's uh, grandmother. And uh, it was just too cold, man. I didn't go nowhere. So me and uh, Mr. Rufus, we stayed right here in the house. I was about to say, no problems with the cold. For those who aren't aware, we live in uh, Georgia. And Georgia hit a cold snap these last few days. And I mean brutal cold, cold weather for Georgia. Uh, I don't know what it was for a low there, but I think we hit 15 as a low once here. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cold. And like I said, it's lifted a little bit, but it's still cold out there today. Oh, it is. Still, it's, that wind is what gets you. It just cuts right on through you. All right. I'm, I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm just going to say I want to welcome everybody to 101. I want to remind you, please subscribe. Uh, this show really benefits when you hit that subscribe button. So every time you hit it, if you haven't done it yet, go down there, hit the subscribe button, and take care of Teddy and I with Sports Keto. These guys have been really good to Teddy and I, and uh, we want to return the favor by giving them the most subscribers and the best views they can get on this particular channel. And we do that with your help. Right, and all you got to do is just go look down at the bottom of that screen right there, and it'll tell you just exactly where to go and subscribe. We certainly appreciate it, man, and uh, y'all just keep on coming, players. Let's talk business, Teddy. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we had talked about him uh, recently, and uh, I just found out what his numbers were. Now, he made two movies, two movies. One was an animated movie, and the other one, of course, was uh, Black Adam. Guess how much he made? for two movies, Teddy. What, about 50 million? A little bit lower than that, but $32.5 million to voice one uh, movie and to act as the superhero and main lead in the other. That's not bad money. <laughs> no, ain't nothing bad about that at all. That's good money. And that's and look, that's just from the movies. That has nothing to do with any other ventures that he's got. And of course, he's got the tequila brand. I think it's tequila uh, that he has out there. And I didn't know he was a big tequila drinker, but he seems to be. Well, God bless him, man. He, uh, you know, I was right there, you know, kind of with him a little bit of his struggle. But, uh, you know, we've seen, you know, what where he started and what he come from. So, you know, he's just blessed. God has really blessed him. And one thing about him, he doesn't, he doesn't forget the people that were helping him on the way up. He certainly goes back and uh, see about those people that certainly helped him get to where he is today. So uh, kudos to Rock, man. Merry Christmas to him and keep on having all the good luck. 
Yeah, and he really does. Uh, you know, we had downtown Bruno on here uh, uh, just recently. And uh, as a matter of fact, I got a message from him yesterday on Christmas, uh, wishing me Merry Christmas. And uh, and he's just one of those guys that uh, helped rock along the way and rock didn't forget and got him a brand new F-150, if I believe that's what he told us last time we talked to him. So uh, and, he, you know. and he made him the consultant to the TV show. So uh, oh yeah, the young rock. That, yeah. So that's a nice chick. Hey, look here. WWE needs an answer from the uh, Dwayne though. Uh, they are still hoping that he will be a part of WrestleMania, but he has yet to say yes or no. And they say they need an answer by Royal Rumble. And I know how you uh, you've been around the WWE, and as things get closer to uh, Mania, they like to have stuff locked down, don't they? Well, yeah, they do, and uh, you know, so they can, you know, be ahead of time and kind of know which which direction they're going in. So, well, but you're dealing with a, a billionaire, a billionaire man. You're dealing with a movie star, so this guy can move when he wants to. He can call his own shots. So, I think if uh, WWE, they're, they're smart. You know, they're they're business people. You know, so if it if it takes a while and they they're sure that he's gonna give them an answer, then they'll wait it out. Teddy, when was your first WrestleMania? God, I don't even remember, man. Uh, I believe I, it was WrestleMania. I think it was in Detroit, Michigan. I believe that was the first one. I'm I'm not sure, man. That's been so many, many years ago. Do you remember your first impression when you uh, saw the crowds from WWE versus the crowds you saw at WCW? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, especially the crowds I seen at WrestleMania. You know, the, the time that I was able to go to one of them, that that's when you really see it man i mean people i mean unbelievable and the thing that really got me you know was this uh they did wrestlemania here in atlanta georgia and there were seventy thousand people there in that georgia dome and when i walked out there and you seen them tell you anybody else you know i i got the biggest pop you know i mean it was unreal man it almost brought a tear to me to hear all those people seventy thousand people chanting oh, for yeah. me there and uh, I tell you what, I did went when on my when I come backstage and I was walking back. John Cena was sitting there and he looks at me and he says, "Damn, Teddy," and that was it. And I kept right on walking. That's the love of the fans. Uh, they, yeah. you, you you have something that you know that every superstar wishes they could have, and that is just a relationship with the fans. That for whatever reason they are just attracted to you, and it's the personality and the and the and the. That just being nice, really. You know, you're nice to everybody you come across. I see it all the time. You know, you're always out there and letting people know you appreciate that they, you know, watched you all those years. And uh, the other thing too, you know, I want to, you know, give give all glory to God. I'm blessed too, you know, to for the people, you know, because I never knew what I had or what why did they like me, you know. So this is just a gift from God. So I'm blessed too, man, and uh, I understand that. So what I want to do is just share my blessings and try to pass on all the knowledge that I've learned in this business that let me pass it on to some of the young talent and hopefully, you know, I can help somebody. Teddy, I'm curious. This was not on my list of questions, but I'm going to throw this out there at you. Um, you've been in both WCW and WWE. What are the differences between the companies and how they are run? I mean, I, I always hear, you know, that WCW was kind of just, it was just really everybody was kind of out for themselves and they really wasn't run run that very well as far as management goes and it sounds like wwe is just a machine is that well <clears throat> well only thing i can tell you i don't you know like i said when i at the time that they started doing good there when they had the nwo 
and all that. They were selling out arenas everywhere, you know. And my thing was this. When I was in WCW, you know, my job was like and NWA too. My job was on the job training. I had to train my own self. Didn't nobody want to tell me nothing. And they wouldn't tell me anything. So the reason why I say this all the time is that once, I, when I left WCW and went to WWE, I really learned what the wrestling business was all about because I went and started working for some people like Vince McMahon that were professional people. They 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 about drawing money. This is no no game, you know, nothing you play with. So you have to take your job very serious. And I didn't take my job serious in WCW because I didn't understand. I didn't know, you know. So I'm just glad I had the opportunity to go and work for Vince so I could understand what this business is all about and how to draw money and, you know, what it takes to make this thing work. I learned all that, you know, I kept my yeah. mouth shut and I kept my ears open and that's how you make it in this business. WWE is teasing a new match, one that's never been done before uh, for the Royal Rumble and it's called a pitch black match. Now, they everybody's assuming this is for Bray Wyatt. It'll be in the dark. Teddy, I know you've seen some crazy gimmick matches in your lifetime uh, because I, I, I've seen them on TV and I know where you were. Uh, some of these crazy things happen in WCW and it happened in WWE. What are some of the craziest gimmick matches that you've seen? Uh, well... I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I, you know, once ECW came over and they took that over, then that's when they really started to, you know, kind of going overboard a little bit. So uh, I, I've just, you know, some of these, some of them, they just don't make any sense to me. But like I said, you know, you take a guy like Mick Foley, uh, he's been in all those crazy matches. And I remember one time with him, you know, I think he, they told him not to take the thumbtacks to the ring. And I think he stuck him down in his pants and he took him anyway. And so I, we were all back there. And once he threw him out, I Vince blew a gasket. Ooh. Oh, God, was he hot, you know? And so, you know. Why just, was Vince against the thumbtacks, do you know? Well, no, I don't know. You know, just, you know, just some things I guess you don't do. You know, yeah. those, you know, those, I mean, you can use them, but those things are pretty dangerous. You know what I mean? You, I don't want them in me. Ball, you're falling around taking bumps in the ring. You know, you don't know where, you know, they're small, but they're still a neat, you know, you don't know where they may stick you. So I guess he had his reason for not wanting them to be out there. But uh, like I said, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. Um, what about the, the uh, yeah, I was about to say, now this may have been in, uh, this wasn't WCW, I think, uh, but it was the electric chair that they put Abdullah in. I was in WCW, I think. Yeah. Were you there at that time? Uh, I was there. I don't remember seeing that, but I was there at that time. Yeah, it was one of the craziest, dumbest matches I think I've ever seen WCW put out. Well, one of them. But, one of them. Well, you, you know, you got some people that are behind the scenes, don't have a clue. They just come up with stuff, and yep. a lot of people just let them, you know, okay, well, let's try it. So, Who was the uh, greatest of all time in professional wrestling, in your view? Um... I would have to say Bobby Eaton, beautiful Bobby Eaton, God rest his soul. He was part of the Midnight Express. Uh, one of the greatest uh, technicians, you know, in the, in this business. I mean, he could, you know, make everything look, you know, it, you know, I mean, you could hit him and he'd know how to sell, you know, and he'd make you think you knocked his head off, you know what I mean? And he was just a mad technician. Okay, Undertaker was another great worker. 
Uh, I watched uh, Uncle Steve Austin, you know, come, you know, from a short time in a short, you know, real quick. You know, he yeah. came up real fast. He was great in the ring. Uh, Rock, since we were talking about him, take a look at him. You know, guy had it in his jeans. You know, his daddy, you know, was a professional wrestler, so he kind of had that with him. So, you know, just a lot of guys, you know, I, some of them I don't remember, but there were some great, you know, mad guys that wrestled. In the WWE, who was the most successful performer? Uh, in in your have, view, I know you don't, we don't know numbers, but I mean, in your view. Well, I would have to say Hogan. Hogan? Yeah, I would have to say Hogan. He was the hottest thing since, since sliced bread, brother. So I think he was the most successful and then right behind him, you know, John Cena came along, you know, so he's done pretty well for himself in this business, too. So, and I did see a, a commercial doing the football game there that he's supposed to be returning back to SmackDown uh, this Friday night. Really? Now, see, yeah, that's well, news to me. I didn't see that. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's coming this Friday because I did see it on the commercials on the TV on the football game yesterday on Fox. Now, now, Teddy, you, you just reminded me of something I'm going to bring up. Again, you're making me go off uh, script here, but I'm going to do it anyhow. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I asked you to watch AEW, the full show. Have you done that yet? No, I haven't. Shame on you. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I, I try to look at some of it, you know what I mean? And it's just, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 and I know just what you mean, because there, there are so many people that are the same way, Teddy. It's hard to watch the product now, especially if you, I mean, I understand the product has advanced and will always change and, and be something different than what we remember, but it's so far removed in some cases that it's hard for me to actually sit there and, and watch it and feel like I'm not being taken advantage of. Right. Well, you know, the only reason that I would, you know, uh, you know, it took time to watch it is because of what we do here. You know, we do our, do our podcast. And, uh, you know, I need to know information to talk about, you know, so if yeah. I probably start watching it, you know, on those bases. But, you know, my thing is this, uh, AEW is not interested in me and I'm not interested in them. Let's talk about Conan. Uh, we brought him up uh, just the other day in a, in a whole different topic, but uh, he is now uh, in need of a new kidney. And uh, from what I understand, his old kidney, he had one kidney already uh uh, once a one donated kidney he's already had, but I believe it's failing now. And so Conan is in need of a kidney, uh, looking for a kidney transplant. And there is word that uh, both Dominic and Alea uh, Mysterio have uh, offered to donate their kidneys. Well, uh, that's good, man. Thank, thank God for that. Uh, Conan, you know, great guy. Had a chance, you know, to meet him. Not didn't know him real well, but I did, you know, meet him a, a little while back. Uh, really nice guy, man. So if uh, they're going to give him a kidney, you know, thank God that God bless him. And uh, let's just wish, you know, Conan a speedy recovery. Yeah. And hopefully those kidneys, I, mean, I don't know if those kidneys will be matches. Of course, that's one of the problems that you have, you know, not anybody's kidney will work, but uh, we yeah. certainly wish uh, Conan the best in uh, finding that kidney and, and uh, getting back on his feet. And, and Conan really is a, a wealth of information when it comes to how professional wrestling should be presented. Uh, he's a lot like, uh, to me, um, Jim Cornette. He's very vocal, but usually he's right. Well, he is. He's, yes, he is. And like I said, he's done a lot for the business, too. He helped a lot of guys out. I mean, he's, he's the reason that there's a Rey Mysterio. So, you know, he he helped a lot of guys. Juventud Guerrero, a lot, yeah. of, lot of the guys that came over from Mexico over. Well, uh, Conan was, was, uh, was the guy behind all of that. I, you know, the only thing that uh, I don't like about Conan, and I hate to say this, Conan, but 
you're friends with disco disco really disco <laughs> teddy you worked with disco some didn't you here's another guy if you ain't got nothing good to oh. say then don't say nothing and i have nothing good to say I, I, look, I i'm not gonna lie i listen to their show occasionally off and on uh because i, I do like the show disco drives me crazy though because it always looks like he's laying in his bed and looking up at the ceiling uh at the camera it's like dude can you at least get out of your bed to come do this thing but <laughs> but it's a good show after all but uh conan we wish you the best we really do Devon yeah. dudley uh was on the verge of being fired by the wwe uh because he wanted to be a part of a wrestling event uh, to be in the corner of his old tag team partner, Bully Ray. Um, originally, John Cone told him that he could take the, you know, take the gig and go do it. Um, but Bruce Pritchard and uh, Triple H said no and threatened to fire him if he went to go do the show. So he had to back out. Um, I. It kind of tells me that there's still some communication error, uh, mis, mis, uh, communication. I guess is what I'm trying to say, miscommunication in wwe right now because it doesn't seem like all everybody's aware of what the other one's doing well i don't know uh john cone is one of the nicest guys you could yes. ever meet he's a he's a straight up guy he's not gonna lie to you and uh, i have a lot of respect for him so i don't know i'm, I'm sure john cone didn't go right off the top of his head and say that and tell devon that he could go john well cone i believe that, that john thought because uh devon wasn't on tv and he's not he's not a character on tv anymore he only works behind the scenes so i'm not well, exactly sure what the issue was with appearing on a independent show but well i don't think like i said he's he, he's still on the contract okay yeah. And that contract may say that, you know, you can do in, uh, meet and greets or signings, but you can't be on anybody else's TV. And the other thing, too, you know what I mean? I just, like I said, I just don't think John Cone made that decision on his own. I believe somebody probably said it was okay. And then D, uh, John Cone told him, because John Cone ain't that kind of guy. He ain't going to jump right off the top of his head and say you can do something unless he go to the high authority and find yep. out is it okay. So, like I said, we'll never know, but... Uh, you know, that's just a policy there in, in WWE. Oh, yeah. You're still on the contract, you know what I mean? And if you're on the contract to them, they you have the right, but, you know, like I said, they'll let you do stuff, but being on somebody else's TV and then working with them, I, that just don't... Well, I don't know if it was only going... Well, yeah, maybe it was on TV. I'm not sure. It was an independent show. I know that. So it wasn't going to be, a you know, a big TV program. It's going to be well, something they, small. Well, still, you know, the fight TV, those people, yes. the, those networks, you know, they pick it up. I was... Just uh, at one of those shows uh, uh, doing the Thanksgiving over there at the Raleigh with Steamboat, you know, and the Fight TV guys were there and they were filming all of that. Um, by the way, Teddy, have you noticed that a lot of people got on to you about your comments last week? No. <laughs> uh, your comments saying that you hope Vince McMahon comes back to WWE. Uh, there was a good 50-50, maybe a 60-40 split about, uh, you know, your thoughts. But it created a lot of comments, a lot of comments. And people chimed in on that. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people just thought, yeah, his time's over with. He needs to stay away. Well, that's what some of the fans think. They're not behind the scenes. They haven't had the chance to work close to Vince McMahon. Yeah. They don't really know Vince McMahon. So I'm saying I've had a chance to work with him. I've been behind the scenes with him. So, you know, whatever you think about him, you know, that's your own personal opinion. My opinion is what is wrong with him coming back? He ain't bothering nobody. You know, whatever the, the, the trouble that he's in or whatever, I don't know about none of that. 
Maybe that's all settled. I don't know. But this, but professional wrestling is Vince's life. This man has done this his whole entire life. And look what he's created, you know, during his entire wrestling career. So how, go, how are you going to take him away from his life? This is what he does. So if this will make him happy, to, you know, to live the rest of his life out doing what he's been doing all his life, then let him do that. He ain't bothering nobody. At the expense of stock, uh, stock uh, uh, holders, though, that may lose money in their stocks. Well, you know, that could be true, too. You know what I mean? There's a lot of options. You know, you got things you got to look at there. You yep. know what I mean? But, I mean, I just have to see what happens. And basically, I'm just giving my opinion. I would oh, yeah. definitely leave that decision up to Vince. If Vince feels that he needs to come back, then ain't nobody going to stop him. He's going to come back regardless of what I say or what anybody else says. All well, I'm saying is this. I would like this. You know, it wouldn't bother me if he came back. There's a lot of people who uh, believe that he's never left that he's still working and pulling strings uh, behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not, but, uh, you know, I, I, I agree. I don't think that Vince being completely removed from the company is a good thing. Uh, th there's too much knowledge in that man's head not to access it while it's available. Um, yeah. You know, I always I, – I, I, hell with these notes because I keep going off script. Um, but let me ask you, Teddy, I, I was really curious at the time that he was removed – it almost felt like a hit job. It felt like he was being pushed out. I wasn't, nobody believes that Vince is going to just go, okay, I quit. That's it. I'm done. I, nobody believes that. So it had to come from the inside. Well, I guess so, man. I, it's like this with me. That part of it is not, it does not concern me. That's not it. That's none of my business. So I try to stay out of that. The only thing I want to speak on is Vince wants to come back. I'm for it 100%. New Year's resolutions for wrestling. Teddy, what resolutions do WWE and AEW need to make for the new year? Well, I know WWE is, you know, I, I've been watching the show. It just seems that they're, you know, kind of getting on the right track now. Yes. I see a lot of things now that take me back to the Attitude Era, you know, yep. the, the era that was really on and popping. So I think whatever they're doing now with WWE, I think they need to continue to do it. You know, just keep doing and get better. Uh, I see where some of their, you know, like some of the guys that were there before, they're bringing them back and bobbing them and stuff. You know what I mean? People remember that. So I think WWE is on the right track. AEW, like I said, I don't watch it. So, and, you know, I don't know what they need to improve on because it don't concern me. I don't, I don't really care. So that's, 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 that's a, that's how I feel about them. I do know that WWE has a uh, returning superstar uh, in the month of January. It's going to be interesting to see, so I'm looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, if, if what I hear is true, it should be one hell of a, a fun night for WWE, and I'm looking forward to it. Dave Meltzer, uh, somebody who also uh, kind of has a lot of rumors and innuendos out there, claims that WWE has changed its wellness policy so that talent isn't necessarily fired on the third strike. Uh, and the reason for it is they feel like they're in a fight uh, against AEW and they don't want to lose superstars for a third strike. And there's a lot of big names right now. They're coming up on strike number three. They also feel like some of these guys could use that strike to leave their contract and leave the company and go to AEW. Well, I mean, that's kind of left up to the guy. I mean, you got to know what, what what's important to you. Is it your job or is it the drugs? You know, you got to make up your mind there. Yep. I uh, somebody told me that uh, they that quit testing for marijuana. Now I don't know what. I believe I heard the same thing. Actually, I think I did hear they removed that from the wellness policy. 
Yeah, I don't think they're testing for that now. But anything else, you know what I mean? You know, they have to test for it. I mean, because, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. Some guys, you know, they get on the fields. And I've been around. I've been on the fields myself. So you can get out of control with them, man. Like I said, I mentioned to you one time before. One time, man, when I was on the fields, I had to take at least six or seven lawsuits to even get up and move, to even wow. function. And so I, I know I've been there, done that. So some of, you know, some guys, you need to check them and keep check on them and make sure that they don't, you know, kill themselves. You know what I mean? So yep. I don't know what they're testing for now. I'm pretty sure it's probably steroids or cocaine or something like that. So I don't know what they could be all the way up to three strikes. What the hell could you be taking? What is MDMA? Do you know uh, what that is? I, that's some kind of supplement to some kind of steroid or something. I, I'm not sure what it, it is. It's one of the uh, things that they found in, um, oh, what is his name? The guy that was uh, barefooted fella, uh, the 420 guy. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Rob Van Dam? No, but he's got the same gimmick as Rob. He's the newer guy. And for the life of me, I can't think of his damn name. Right. He, well, he, he was a tag team member with Randy Orton for a while. Okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. The guy that uh, they talked about the weed with yeah. him and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, uh, you know, he got popped on uh, one of these tests, and MDMA was one of the, the drugs that was in there, and it was a drug that was, uh, was I understand, was not something that he needed to be taking. So. Well, like I said, I, I have no idea what that is. I heard that name before. I thought it was some kind of Sarah or something. I'm not sure. I, I don't yeah. know what it's a drug. I have no idea what it is. No, but, I uh, half know, the time they right, named things. Of drugs and I couldn't tell you what the, what they're talking about half the time. You know? Yeah, all, all I can say, man, you know, to these guys, these young guys, you know, be be careful. You know, it's, it ain't so much of how good you look. It's you know, you gonna look good anyway. All you gotta do is is train. You ain't no. got to goddamn blow up like a damn balloon, you no. know. Because I mean, it don't really take all that now. You know, it used to be back in the day, you had to get on the gas or either get you know look decent in order to draw money. Yep. So right now, you know, it just ain't like that no more. If you're a great worker in the ring, you know how to sell, you know how to capture the people, uh, you know, you know what to do, you know what your job is, then you'll get over without all that. Teddy, let me ask you about gimmicks. Some of the uh, worst gimmicks that you have seen over your years. Uh, do you recall any that just come to mind that uh, were gimmicks you were just like, what the hell are they thinking? No, I... Remember one time the gimmick with Eugene? I didn't like that at the beginning, you know. That didn't. I actually I enjoyed Eugene, and see that's interesting because you you felt something for Eugene. They were well, able to pull that off. Well, they you know they had that had to grow on me, and the reason why some of the gimmicks like that, you know, I don't they don't I don't get them too quick because you know when you know the guy. And when you walk out, you know, and you see him and you just, you know, you know that ain't him. It's a different time. I'm looking at it a different way. I'm pretty sure if I didn't know Eugene and first seen it, you know, I probably would have looked at it the way you looked at it, you know. Yeah. But like I said, it had to grow on me. And it did. I, I got after a while, I started liking that. What about uh, Kevin Sullivan as the taskmaster and the uh, the dungeon and all that? Did you did you think that was good? Well, I, that was just out of out of crazy. That was, <laughs> yes. that was just crazy, man. And I was back there with all that because uh, I broke in on the Kevin Sullivan yeah. and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Those are the two guys that uh, trained me. And uh, so back then, man, you know, you had to do stuff to draw money. And so back, but that that the dungeon and the Taskmaster that was unbelievable. And I had a chance to work with Kevin. I guess what two three years ago when I was running this company in Texas, SWE. Yeah. 
And t- Kevin, I called him up and I told the guys, I said, bring Kevin in with me so we can, we, I wanted Kevin to come and help me book this thing because I know that his ideas, you know, when I, because I, I growed up there with him and everything. So he come in and so, <laughs> and the first thing he said, we were trying to, oh, I think I had two guys that we were trying to do something with. So I said, Kevin, what do you think? What do we ought to do here? So he come up, he, he, he's got that same old concept and he says to me, brother, we need to get the feather and stick it in the ink and have the guy to sign it. Me and Dusty did that one time. He went all the way back to that. <laughs> I said, Kevin, we can't do that. We can't get the feather and all that. We can't Quill and ink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brother, me and Dusty did it. We tore the place down. So, so, so he still has the same old ideas, but they work. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I have to sharpen them up a little bit. Uh, tone them down some now, but you know they work. Do you think that uh, Kevin was probably one of the better bookers and storytellers uh, of our time? Yes, yes, he was. His 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 brain was unbelievable. It seems like he is wanted everywhere. When he's available, people wanting to come in and help because he just seems to have that knowledge that people are looking for. They're looking for that style of wrestling that he always brought. He brought reality in a lot of cases to wrestling uh, that otherwise may not have been there, uh, may have disappeared well, a long time ago. Well, that well back then, that's what you had to do. You had to make people believe. You know, oh, yeah. you had to draw money, and the only way people buy tickets is they believed. Okay, so you know that's that's what it was. And like I said, some of the old ideas, you know, may work now, but you have to tone them down a little bit. You know, society has changed. You know, it's always going to be some person out there to dislike something you do it's always going to be one i don't care what it is it's going to be one that's going to you know stir the pot so you just have to be careful but kevin had a great mind eddie gilbert you know great mind man i'm just lucky enough to be you know riding with these two guys you know getting all this knowledge man and i never did let anybody know it either i never told anybody about how they how they helped me and and doing uh when kevin was booking nwo I was with him every night in Orlando, Florida, right in the room with him when he was doing the booking. When it was a booking, wow. nobody knew that. But I was there, and he and he asked me to involve myself, you know, with ideas and stuff, you know. And I kind of listened to him and kind of picked up on it. And then I would add a little something, you know, and he liked it. But that's how I learned. But a lot of people never even knew that because I never told anybody. Because if you tell them, then they're going to block you. Well, you oh, yeah. can't learn nothing else. It's amazing how that happens in this business. A lot of people want to yeah. see you fail. And the whole reason I've told you before, the whole reason I do these podcasts and we have done and grown this uh, podcast the way it has is because we I enjoy at the end of the day telling all the naysayers and people who say that you can't do this and you can't do that. I love to give them one of those. You know, it's it's, it's, it's just it's it's better than money. Sometimes let's talk about money and Goldberg Goldberg. I hear may be coming a free agent. The WWE may not re-sign him. Uh, and so that leaves him in a possibility of going to AEW your thoughts. Well, I don't know, you know, Goldberg, another great guy, uh, AEW, do you know, they may pick him up just to spite Vince or spite the WWE or something. I don't really know. So who, who, who knows? When you were there, uh, were you there for the uh, Goldberg beating Hogan match? Were you still in WCW at that point? No, I think I was already gone then. Well, you probably saw him in the early, early days then, right? Oh, I worked with him. I worked with him for a while in early when he first come in. How was he as a performer at that point? Was he still really well, green? 
he was a little green. He was learning. He was coming along. Bret Hart was a great guy. Bret was another guy that uh, kind of helped him along the way and, you know, you know, learn them and try to train them a little bit. But uh, he was coming along. You know, he just had that look. You know, some guys have that oh. look. And you sometimes when you got that look, you don't really have to do a whole lot. Yeah, because he surely didn't do much. <laughs> but like you say, he played his part perfectly. Well, and, he, and he got better. Yes. Oh, he did get better. As a matter of fact, when he was in the WWE, uh, some of his last few matches have been his best matches. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten better, man. Teddy, where are you going to be? Anywhere, anytime soon? Uh, I'm going to be right here in this house trying to stay warm <laughs> <laughs> with Mr. Rufus. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's about it, unless uh, somebody calls and uh, let me know they want me somewhere. But other than that, you know, I'm going to be right here at the house. Let's talk and about that if, shirt you're wearing. Uh, uh, this is the shirt I got that uh, when the guys blocked, uh, hacked my Twitter and 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 start blocking everybody. So I got these shirts here and it says, you got blocked, player. So, now, now, you can buy those particular shirts are available where? Well, you get them from wherever that, that, that number you put down at the bottom where you subscribe to. They can also subscribe to that and they can get uh, these shirts. Cool, cool. Also, uh, for those who asked, I wore this one time before and I wore it again because somebody asked me about Christmas. The one I'm wearing is Wrestling in the Omni. I tried saving Dusty. That's the night that Dusty was inside the steel cage and then the crowd started going in towards the cage to help Dusty. If wow. you want that one, ProWrestlingTees.com and uh, Road Trip After Hours. It's on that page. Well, it's one of the original designs I had. Okay, well, and like I said, this shirt here, you can you can, you can get this from us. We'll, we'll I got some yes. of them, and we'll have plenty of them. So if they want us to, you know, get one, that's, that let us know, and we'll get it to them. Uh, and also, they can follow me at my Twitter is at Teddy Player Long. My Facebook is TeddyLong.com. So that'll keep you knowing where I'm going to be and what's going to be happening with Teddy Long. And Teddy will not block you, even despite what you know happened a couple of weeks ago when he went on well, the blocking spree. <laughs> if you start acting a fool, I will block you. <laughs> Teddy, real quick, any uh, New Year's resolutions for you? Uh, no, I keep the same New Year's resolution every year: stay in the gym and stay healthy. Well, I hope you do that, and I and I hope I will that, do uh, that. You ain't got to worry. I don't have to worry because you can outdo me in the gym. I'm Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. And this has been One on One. Holler.